There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Great perspective. Mm-hmm. We need this on the Tuesday. Doug, did the loss of the Royals yesterday make you cry? Yeah. Yes, yes, it did. I wept openly. I didn't care who saw me. It was appropriate to grieve. The NL Central is so bad. You know, it's worse, the Ailes Central. You know, as bad as the Cardinals have played. They're five and a half out. Last place again. If they just continue at this pace, they're going to be in it right to the end. (laughs) (laughs) But the wild card's not up for grabs for them. It's division or bust in the Bay. That's the problem. But if you just play just a little bit over 500 the rest of the way, you might win the darn division. That's why John Mosellock... Is, I'm not a big fan of because that's kind of his philosophy, it seems like. I don't know. I don't think his philosophy is, geez, if we can just play 500, that's good enough. I don't think it is. Well, have you seen the roster? What makes you say any different? Well, because he thought the roster was better than it is. We have six pitchers. We have six starters is what he yeah. said. I'm still trying to find two. Yeah. I, I, I don't think his plan is, gee, I sure hope we're 500. I think he thought that the players are better than they're, what they're producing. How well, could you not? Everybody did. Wild card or bust? That was a business model, Pog? Wild card or bust? <laughs> felt like it. Huh? Looked at Stephen Matz. Oh, wow, he's the three? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, and we have a lot of sound on it. Uh, Royals and uh, Doug Mike Myers, former Cardinal. Worst uh, Major League debut in the history of baseball? That guy. That's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. But this year, he is the frontrunner for the American League Cy Young. After and, yesterday, he sure is. Uh, they nearly had a perfect game. Unhittable. Uh, so that that that's that was that. And that was after Helsley blew the save on Sunday. So that was that. But uh, another thing that is, is going on is Jordan Walker is starting to hit for Memphis. Send him down. Let's see how he does in double A. <laughs> Get some darn fly balls. And uh, and and uh, he uh, he has uh, decided that he is not going to necessarily. <laughs> Ours is a type of show where even the hosts feel they can come and what go at will. What is he doing? <laughs> All right, he just walked in, grabbed a coffee cup, and then walked back out. Oblivious, apparently, to the fact that we are indeed on the air. 
My life's on. <laughs> kind of got a stern email about it, too, a couple weeks yeah. ago, but I guess maybe it Man, didn't go to the AOL that was, account. That was designed for us. <laughs> Here's Jordan Walker uh, saying <laughs> that he's kind of, it sounds like, Doug, once you listen to it, he's decided he is going to just work on hitting, and he doesn't care if it's in the air. You decide. Oh, okay. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Hit the lever. Lousy hit the lever. I kind of went back to what I was doing before. Um, I was told to start hitting the ball in the air, and that kind of got to me a little bit about trying to force the ball in the air a little bit too much. Um, and I forced myself to do things that I usually don't do. So right now I'm not too worried about getting the ball in the air more, and I'm starting to drag the ball a lot better now. So I think it's just, you know, being more relaxed and not thinking about it at the plate. There's no point of it trying to hit the ball in the air if I'm not hitting the ball at all, you know? So I might as well hit the ball hard, and if it's on the ground, it's on the ground. I'm trying to, you know, find a hole, maybe drive running, and then I feel like as I go through the season, it's going to get more in the air just like it did last year. So I just have to trust myself and trust how my swing's been, you know, the past three years I've been in the organization, and that's just what, what, what I have faith in. Oh. Well, that sounds reasonable. I'm flying in front of my Jackson off of the new Adobe. I, I know what you're going to say, but I promise. What's going on? What's going on with the audio? Well, I had to restart my computer, and that always... But what's wrong with the new Adobe Plowhawk? Well, it? that's typically what, like, eliminates the stuttering throughout the waveform here. But I uh, just happened to, you know, maybe I clicked it too many times. I heard just... stuttering. I never wanted the new Adobe. <laughs> no, when I had to edit... Sounds like the first line of your memoir. When I had to, when I had to edit a bunch of stuff and they say, we got the new Adobe, I don't want it. Give me the oldest one you got. From a very young age, I knew I wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> very early age, I knew I wanted the old Adobe. Mm -hmm. Well, what he said made perfect sense, didn't right. it? I love every second of it. Yep. How do you think management took yeah, that? I'll be traded. What? He's going to do it his own way and continue to hit the hell out of the baseball? Uh, John Mazalak did talk about uh, Jordan Walker. We have audio uh, here. Here's what he has to say. You know, I spoke with our, our hitting coaches down there recently, and, and they're very encouraged what they're seeing out of him. Obviously, even at the minor league level, you still want some consistency, and so we want to see that. But, you know, he, he was sent down there with a, with a very direct line of what he needed to, to, to do to get better, and we're seeing that, and that's encouraging. I never wanted the Adobe. I never did. And yet you installed it nonetheless against my wishes. Hawk. What's up? Did you, is Adobe been, re has it been sitting open all weekend? No, no, I had to restart the computer. Okay. What, it gets I'm tired reopening. if it's open? <laughs> I'm reopening all my audio files. People have been playing sound bites on the radio since 1928. Doug, stop. Should we go real or real? No. <laughs> Wish we did. I used to have to use that thing. <laughs> oh. I had my old Stevie Nicks interview on real to real. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> Jordan Walker thing really didn't pan out. But no, like, he should definitely be up and playing. It is it is stunning what they've done with him. It tears it up in spring training. You're one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Tears it up. Starts with a historic hitting streak at the beginning of his career. And then on a team desperate for for some outfield, you know, solid or, or you know, just to get a regular outfield going, you've got a guy that looks like an up and coming superstar and you send him to the minors and tell him to hit fly balls. It's stunning, isn't it? What am I missing? That's what analytics probably told him that he needs to hit home runs. So. But have you ever heard any other player in baseball history be told that? Off to a great start your rookie year, we want more fly balls out of you. And imagine him 
doing that and then watching the Cardinal play every day and yeah. Alec Burleson's hitting like fifth or sixth. <laughs> and just, he looks 34. like a lumberjack that hasn't played in like eight years. It looked like he just called this guy out from like, you know, the like electric yeah. union. What is Burleson doing that you didn't think Walker could do? I, I don't get it. Well, I do. And now because... Newt Bar's hurt, so there's probably another spot. Ben Fredrickson with a column this morning in the Post-Dispatch asking why wouldn't he be coming up at this point. Ali Marmol said it's a bigger discussion as far as the return. Our hope the whole time is to get him back here. But there is a part of this where you want to make sure he has real success before doing that. Oh, well, he had real success for 13 straight games. Dude, Who else are, is having real success? They are blatantly manipulating service time. It has to be that. It's, it it's, they're saving another year of service time. There's no other explanation yeah, at this point. Really it's so obvious. Uh, Walker is hitting 238 at Memphis, OPS of 733, three home runs, 14 RBIs. That's in uh, 27 games, 105 at bats yeah. for the uh, for the record. That's not great. His last seven games, he's hitting 227, no home runs, um, and uh, seven strikeouts in his 22 at bats. No, not great, not great. You just hope they haven't screwed him up completely. And Tim nailed another one. Uh, oh, Matt, gosh, Matt, here we go. Matt was in relief yesterday, so he's out of the rotation. I was shocked. I I was adamant that there's no way they'd put Steven Matz in the bullpen. I was shocked. And he only gave up one run. Yeah, he struck out four and two and two-thirds. Maybe that's, you know, you need relievers the way they use the starters now. You need somebody who can give you two or three innings there in the middle. Maybe maybe he can thrive in that role. But I don't think they can trot him out there as a starter anytime soon. But if he turns out to be an effective middle reliever, at least he gets something out of it. How much are you making? Twelve. Uh, they owe him thirty-six million dollars uh, still. Uh, Adam Wainwright is owed seventeen million. Doug, uh, it's not as in vogue to criticize Adam Wainwright, but uh, Adam Wainwright isn't exactly doing much himself. Here is Adam Wainwright on his start to a season. Hit the lever, Plowsy. I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm trying to look at a, a big picture view here. You know, the the little moments I'm not winning right now. The the Probably three pitches a game that sway you to a, to have a two ERA instead of a six is what I'm, you know, it's really only three, four pitches a game. And I'm losing all those right now. So, um, you know, it's those kinds of things. If I continue with my process, continue working, those things, those things change. And, you know, they'll, I'll go on a run here soon where I'll go a month without hardly giving up a run. And y'all will say, what's the difference? And I'll say, just kept with the process. So, I, I mean, I've been around long enough to know that that's that's the way the game goes. Sometimes it sometimes it beats you up. Sometimes you beat it up. Yeah. Well, gonna mm-hmm. have to correct those three pitches that are costing him. I guess. Uh, Hammer and Hank says good morning. Marmol will be fired after tonight's game if they lose. With the two off days coming, you can take that to the bank. That's from Hammer and Hank. Oh. He's made an official play. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he's got to be on thin ice when you have a team that everybody predicted was a division favorite floundering around in last place and seemingly going nowhere. You would think that uh, the manager's in some, some hot water. It was odd to me. I read a column yesterday about uh, you know Memorial Day observations from baseball writers on ESPN.com. And the way they were talking about the Cardinals is a team that's you know picked it up. And they had up until going on the Ohio road trip. And that was pretty rough considering the caliber of opposition they were playing versus the caliber of opposition they had been playing 
especially that that week against the Brewers and Dodgers and, and the pitching that they faced. Uh, now the Dodgers are dealing with a lot of pitching injuries themselves, but the Cardinals got them and they faced uh, Julio Urias. They faced Gonsolin. They didn't hit against Gonsolin. Syndergaard, I know, is not having a good year. And then Kershaw beat them three of four and took two of three from the Brewers. And they faced Peralta and Burns. And then you go and you face the Reds. And I know the Reds are the the best team. Yeah, the reliever. Ian Jabot looks like the best reliever out there right now. And the Guardians, and you go three and four, that's rough. And then the cherry on top is losing, like you did yesterday, to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Doug, who do have the best record in the game, and Mike Myers is the, the leader for this Cy Young at the moment, but no. still, uh, you don't expect to be trying to avoid a perfect game against that squad. I think when the Royals come to town, you just take your licks and wait for the next club oh, to come yeah. in. That's when you just you yeah. gotta bear down. Right. You just accept you're probably gonna have to put a couple of L's on the on the table and just try to get them try to get them next time. They uh, really they really have looked bad against some very weak teams here the last week or so. And we don't have a closer. I mean Helsley was taken out of there, then Gallegos put in. Gallegos has had some bad games and you know, it seems like who was the last closer the Cardinals actually signed who was a closer? Dave Vears. Holland? Uh, no, Andrew Miller, right? Andrew was he a closer? A closer no. Yeah, he wasn't Didn't, a closer. Well, he was kind of a lefty. They just Actually. always seem to come up with these people that, that have a good six months. Well, that's kind of the way that the closers work out. in Major League yeah. Baseball right now. The days of Engine 42, Bruce yeah. Souter, Lee Smith, who we saw here. Cardinals had a great run with closers, Jason Isringhouse, and that stuff isn't as common. I mean... I think I know who is leading the league in saves, only because he's a part of the Southside Seaman. Doug, do you know who's leading the league in saves? Uh, is it Bednar with Pittsburgh? I would think it's Felix Bautista with the Orioles, but maybe I'm off on that. I haven't looked it up. Point being, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. Bednar, Bautista. It isn't like yeah. you used to be able to rattle off the Trevor Hoffman's, Mariano Rivera's. It's a, it's a, they come and it, go. It, it's, a, yeah, it's a position where if somebody's doing it for a few years in a row, it's an outlier. Um, so... And I feel like that's changed like within the last decade or so because it was going on in like in 2000 and 2001. I know a lot of the guys, I know some of the guys, I shouldn't say a lot of the guys on those teams were like, we had a great team, but we don't really have a closer. And that's why they went out of their way to make sure they got Isringhausen after the 0-1 team because they had a really solid lineup and some good starting pitching, but they didn't feel like they had a closer. They had Dave Veers and his splitty, but he wasn't really a textbook closer. And now you just find the reliever who's hot and you put him in that spot. I guess. That, that's the way that it's been done around baseball. Um, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just observing that that is what's taken place versus what you had in the 80s and 90s and 2000s when that position was... Uh, feel like valued and guys were getting monster deals for it yeah i guess the days of mariano rivera's are over you know you see with kenley jensen's now he's just a shell of himself and he was the best closer in baseball for a period of time well they probably get overused it's a tough role to be ready every night or every other night three times a week maybe four this team's only about four players away cardinals (laughs) from what from making it to the playoffs I mean, they need a lot. Like, I know that, like, Moselock's not going to be a seller at the deadline because you're five and a half out currently. But I don't know if this is even going to be just getting another starting pitcher. If Adam, this is before Adam Wainwright came back, and you think Wainwright's going to be, you know, a little bit better than what he has been. I mean, if it can be like this and you have Matt's in the bullpen, you may need two starters at the deadline to get yourself to the finish line. 
Depending on what the Brewers do as well. Maybe it, they try to sell one of their pitchers. I don't know. It sounds so strange because it, 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 it has to be more coincidental than data-driven. But when Nolan Arnato got it going, and you can look at the game logs, and when he got it going, that's when the Cardinals took off. Uh, I mean, there is an absolute direct correlation. And last week, he just went cold, kind of strangely, considering the pitching. Again, recognizing the Reds are the Braves of the 1990s with mm-hmm. their pitching staff. But he went O for Cincinnati and didn't have a hit up in that entire road trip until Sunday. And the Cardinal offense and the Cardinals as a whole, for whatever reason, uh, have had so far this season a direct correlation with Noah Arenado, one individual's performance. You can kind of understand that if we're talking about like the NBA, where you only have five players on the floor at any time. But uh, for Major League Baseball team to have a direct correlation with one player's performance is, is really something else. And then along the lines, running parallel to Arenado's slump was Wilson Contreras, who I believe went 0 for 29 or 0 for 27 before having a hit. And that is, uh, that's not what you want. That's my take. 314881TMA5. You can respond to that and disagree with me, but do so at your own peril. Oh. Yeah. I came loaded for bed. You're really kind of feeling your oats after the suspension thing. You yeah, the St. Margaret of Scotland thing. Yeah. And then the going to bed at 11 o'clock in Las Vegas and like, yeah, I'm here for a pony. I'm snorting rails, but I still <laughs> go to bed early. No threesomes, Plowak had more threesomes and Staunton in the pop-up. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm willing to say Wilson Contreras going 0 for 27 or 9 is, is going to be a problem. I said it. I don't oh, care. Geez. I'll say it on 101 ESPN, too. I don't too. care I who cancels you, do you? I don't. Not anymore. Not All anymore. Right. Well, it's nice to see you stand up to the mob. Yep. Yep. You should see my Twitter account right yeah. now. But you should see my mentions. The, the th- Damn, pram building. You're speculating, you. and that's what it was, was speculation, that St. <laughs> Margaret of Scotland might not have a school still in operation. That's right. That was so darn hurtful, reckless, and offensive that it's no wonder that you got shipped out of state for a while. That's right. And to let it blow over. Yeah, TMZ tried to get to the clinic in Vegas. The clinic. They, they put you in the villa. See, that sounds glorious to me. That sounds glorious to me, though, because I'm getting it's like older. getting suspended? No, but just going to Vegas for, you know, with your wife and a couple of days without the kids and just to relax, have nice dinners, uh, sit at the pool, get a good night's sleep. To me, that's glorious. Oh, it was, it was great. I'm I just mean, observing the, how, you know, I, I'll have to show you some of these pictures from the 2008 trip. I was texting oh, some I'm, of my... Con- I'm aware of those. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was just a yeah, totally just, different... Uh, and it's fine. Hey, I, th- I mean, at this point... I did the I, same thing when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. so I enjoyed it. But for what it was, and it was great. And and the other thing is, is uh, I used to dread going to that airport and coming back. Dread it, dread it. But I'm like, I can't wait to see my boys. You yeah. Know? So it was perfect there for three nights. Bring me any In and Out burgers back? Didn't go to In and Out. I was thinking about just getting In and Out and watching Succession in the room on Sunday night. But uh, Anna Marie had booked that uh, reservation at Sinatra at Encore. And I'm, and I'm glad I didn't do that. We got we came back and watched uh, Succession at 12 Pacific time too. So that was our late night was watching TV via the Roku we brought uh, in uh, in Las Vegas. See, I'm to the point where I'm upset because I used to go on Facebook and find birthdays and anniversaries and just type congrats. Yeah. So I could see the balloons and the confetti go off. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they stopped that. They don't do that anymore. 
That's how sad my life is, is that I don't have the congrats with the balloons and confetti anymore going up. And it upsets you a little bit. Yeah, because I used to actually look for that. Yeah. Well, times change. Got to roll with it best you can. Yeah, I just watched Blacklist over the... Well, season six. I thought like season all... six of Blacklist. <laughs> yeah, I thought there were. Ni- wow. I thought there were only ten nine seasons. There's ten seasons. They're on season ten now. Are they? You know, when you find out that Raymond Reddington's not uh, Elizabeth's father, you kind of. Spoiler alert. Well, show's about ten years old. <laughs> it's a great show. I recommend if you've never seen Blacklist, you're looking for something to binge. For about let's see, 220 episodes. Do you have time for 220 episodes? I don't have 220 episodes of my own life. Well, they're on season 10 now, live on NBC, but all nine seasons are up on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, God, it's such a great show. I forgot how good it was. So, Blacklist, big fan of James Spader. Yeah, you've said that a few times. Those 220 episodes go quick. They do, though. Yeah, they're an hour long, so just do the math. (laughs) Doug, do you have 220 extra hours? I, I just don't see it happening. If you do, I would suggest spending just one of those at Family Golf and Learning yep. Center. Oh, I yeah. might be there Yeah, today. take a break from the TV and get out there. Yeah, I might be there uh, today. Uh, I've got a responsibility to the Warson Woods Wacko this week, candidly. That's, that's, that's where my... Uh, that's where I'm going to hang my hat this weekend, Doug. Warson really? Woods. Yeah. That's exactly right. How are, they count, how are their count, count cutters? I don't know. This is my first uh, member guest uh, at that particular it. establishment. Yeah, I don't know how wealthy the people are out of Gunquin. Almighty. Very really? wealthy. You want to ask? Club. You want to ask that? I, might, I still might not have my first member guest. <laughs> well, I'm just curious because, I mean, I've only played Westboro. a financial rundown of all the members? <laughs> I've only oh. played Westboro. These guys are in there throwing thousands of teams. <laughs> well, Algonquin is definitely a nice course. It is a nice course. Every one of them, I'm there. sure, a millionaire. And those houses are definitely worth more than 200000 Around Algonquin? <laughs> God, yes. Nice Everywhere, lunch. almost all over town, they're worth more than 200000 at this point. Nice restaurants, nice little card rooms. At Algonquin? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a wonderful club. It is a wonderful club. I just don't know how wealthy the people are. I'm extremely wealthy. Is it where the poor is going, dog? No. Is that where we're at? Oh, God. The wealthiest are probably Old Warson and St. Louis Country Club, Bell Reeve, probably. I don't know if it's a three-way tie. I don't know. It'd be close. What we need is all members, if they could... To email the morning after at InsideSTL.com with their net worth. Yeah, then we can but see how you're Maybe willing to do that, I'm sure. And, uh, and, and then with meet at the Starbucks at Lindbergh and Clayton yeah. with their balance sheets. And, and if you could do bet. that today, yeah. we would appreciate it. And sooner then we'll the have a ranking. The sooner the better, for sure. And you're actually signing away. We have the ability to put these on the fan page That's as well. Correct. They go on the TMA fan page. Because it's our business. Account. I'm sure Lexel. Let everybody know how wealthy the people at Algonquin are. Why would you think they're not wealthy at Algonquin? I didn't say that. You said you didn't know how wealthy they are. I, I was wondering how their Calcutta's going to go. Maybe somebody else, I'll, bet, I'll bid 20. Sold. Where's it, Westboro? 1,500, 1,800. Do I hear 1,900? Oh, I'll be darned. <laughs> That's two people basically doing it all, but yeah. still. Well, Doug, family golf and learning centers where you're yeah, working. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> players there probably aren't quite as wealthy you as You don't need to be Algonquin. rich to go out there. The prices are great to <laughs> get in that right. Right. Become area. rich by getting your short game fixed. 
that's what I will be uh, doing. I think I am going to go out there today with uh, one of my boys and uh, just get some work in, Doug. It's a premier golfing facility for all uh-huh. abilities and ages. Provides a friendly and encouraging practice experience for the individual or the family. Player development includes monthly clinics, adult clinics, summer camps, too, if you're looking for that for your kids, and private instruction. Uh, they have a par three course, double-decker driving range, and you can enjoy lunch or dinner on the terrace in a wonderful patio of the Back Nine Bar and Grill. Go to FamilyGolfOnline.com. Learn, practice, play your best golf. It's Adam Betts and the wonderful staff at Family Golf. They make St. Louis better at golf. Family Golf and Learning Center. Speaking of Adam Betts, Doug, why don't we talk about Glenn Betts Jewelers. Sure, sure. his father, Craig Betts, because they are the official jeweler of TMA. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. Doug, you did quantum physics courses in right. Brookwood High School? Right. We were in the advanced classes, of course. Craig. Yeah. Missy yeah. was my, uh, Craig's wife was my second crush in grade school. Oh, no. Behind Joan Wandersey. <laughs> Joan Wandersey. And, and Missy and Joan were best friends, so it was kind of odd, but. Yeah. Did they know? On. Did each of them know? Oh, yeah. You had a crush on both yeah. of them? Missy's a great, great human being. And she's, you can see her out there. How about Joan? Something wrong with Joan her? Joan's great, too. But I was you talking, talking about the bets, though. Oh. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see Missy out there. There you go. You can see her at uh, I-270 Manchester exit, and it's about a mile east. That's where the building is. Uh, it's Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941, and they're operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. Those are the three L's. GlennBettsJewelers.com, G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z, Jewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, then there's better, and then there is bets. Good, better, best. Never let it rest till your good is better and your better is bets. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Glenn Betts Jewelers. All right, Warsaw Woods Wacko. We've gotten a lot of texts on that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for his response. Did the black lung really just ask that question? I did, yeah. Let's just say most members can buy your underachieving ass many, many times over. And nobody... I mean, nobody wears 1980s Tommy Hilfiger like it's in style. So why don't you just pay your Netflix subscription and watch 900 episodes of some B-list Spanish show, you loser. Doug, that's from the worst. Oh, that's not saying Who's much. not happy? I mean, there's there's members at Riverside that could buy me out. Doug, so. do they have oh. a membership program at Riverside? I haven't seen it, but if yeah, so, I'd, be, I'd be up for it. It really wasn't much of a comment. I don't. I don't think I own a Hilfiger shirt. I you own don't. two pair of Hilfiger pants. No. I don't think Harry I. Harry Ellis, you own. Yeah, and Michael Kors. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I own a Hilfiger, but. Any Sam, Canetto or whatever it was, Cavato. Cavato, yeah. She used to, Sammy Cavuto. He used to date. Uh, right. He used to date. Um, Jerry Watts's daughter from Grassi's. The first one. It's kind of a roundabout thing. Yeah. It wasn't Jerry Watts' daughter. It was uh, Vito Agnello's daughter. Carla. Vito Agnello's. Carlo. She was the cashier at Grassi's. They were the first owners, and she was dating Sam Cavato. Really? Yeah. little tidbit for him. Yeah. Let's go burgering. <laughs> Sound like a Jerry Burger let's column. We should do a segment. Let's, let's go igging. Yeah. Sell that, yeah. Kelly. That could be a, a segment. Uh, me and Um... What was I saying? Well, I don't know. 
<laughs> Good morning. Watch me spoil two major plot lines involving the main characters, then recommend all of you watch. Jesus! That's from Brian Hench and Dougie's The Milagro to Kill the Lister of the Month Well, March. that's just one small part of ten episodes. <laughs> and it changes. Trust me, it changed like nine times, so that ruined nothing, but... Yeah, it wasn't the same when Megan Boone left, though, but still pretty good. I have a Shakira t-shirt that I wear all the time. Shakira? Was that a drop? Yeah, it was a drop. Oh, I thought Jackson's piped in more. I mean, at this point, the ADD is so off the wall, I don't know what's real and what's not. I thought that was Iggy's thing. I didn't realize. We were speaking of golf, since I heard Jackson pipe in there with a drop. Uh, Do we want to recap the uh, Munganess since we didn't do it yesterday? Iggy had yesterday. Okay. You guys came in and did a no. We didn't no. do a show yesterday, so we did Got recap who won the uh, Mugen House. <laughs> Got some work. I know. I, had I kept the... bypass off. We did... <laughs> recorded two hours. I know I had the winner. But... Oh, did you have the winner? Well, then you. Probably well, then won. it's over. The uh, Doug had the guy in last I place. Know. I had Michael Block. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Blocky. Mm. Yeah. I have uh, a big party for him tonight at his country club. It's open to the public too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Stop they put on a thing in. out. Said RSVP if you want to come. Let's go to Mission Hills. May fly out. Uh, yeah, Doug had three missed the cut, including the block party. No. Who shot 15 over. Um, Homeless Hubs got T10, though. Homeless uh, Hubs is on a heater. Shout out to Homeless Hubs. Doug finished with 255 points. Iggy, uh, had Fleetwood, McCarthy, and Cam Davis all missed the cut. Yeah, my three oh, highest price gosh. players. Mm. You know what? And you got to pick them, too. Yeah, you know what? I did it the week before. All three players missed the cut by one. Idiot. Two of them. Bogeyed 18, and I think it was McCarthy, or it might, have been, it might have been Chris Davis, who double bogeyed 18, bogeyed 16, bogeyed 17, double bogeyed 18 to miss the cut by one. No. So I only had three to make the cut, too. Yeah, but you had Grillo, who won. Don't you say Grillo or Grillo? I don't usually say either. Emilio Grillo. Yeah, I'd have to think it'd be Grillo. Grillo. I would think so, but for some reason I feel like I hear Grillo. It could be. I don't know. Uh, I know I know he won, and that Iggy finished with 305 points, so he takes the Charles Schwab challenge. Congratulations, Iggy. You got the did Schwab. The, did the children get anything? No. no. Gosh, Iggy. I had three missed the cut and only missed cashing in my game by, like, 20 points. Oh, but gosh. The if children you watch, of our community need I've never seen this help. on – I'm research? sure Tim wasn't watching. He was in Vegas. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. Grio had a two-shot lead going to 18. Hit the ball in the hazard, but the hazard is like a canal with very, very shallow water, mm. but it runs. Mm. Like a berm. It runs like John from Vanderbilt. But it runs from oh. it runs back to the tee. The water's going that way. Hit the ball in there and it wouldn't stop moving. Just kept going. Down in the canal. They waited seven minutes. For it to keep stop? It wouldn't stop. Really? It, it, rolled, it was oscillating. It rolled back oh. toward the tee box about 90 yards. And he's waiting, and finally they brought the rules guy on, and they said, I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, he, he's got, it's been five minutes. He's got to decide what he's going to do. He's got to go back to the where it crossed, and he's got to hit there. I don't know what they're sitting there watching the ball. Yeah. So they watched for another five minutes, and he just, it finally stopped on a rock. Then he went down and looked at it, picked it up, and walked all the way back to where it crossed and hit it. Oh, did he? So it was really a waste of like 10 minutes. And then Doug, he doubled it. He doubled it. Then won in the playoff. But I never seen anything like it. The ball just kept going and going and going and going and going and just sitting there watching it. 
Well, so congratulations okay. to Greedo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations to you. You won the Mungan Ass Daily Fantasy Sports Show. Yeah. And a pretty good uh, field at the Memorial this week. Oh, usually is. Yeah. Uh, stop dropping spoilers and go back to aggressively masturbating to Xena Warrior Princess. Mm. It's from Scissor Me Timbers. Well, I have masturbated to her, but it was oh, a, when she was in, when Why she do was we a, need to know this? But when she was in Spartacus, talking about no, that was with Lucy Lawless. Kurt Russell? Hello, Cucky. <laughs> Kirk Lucy Douglas. Lucy. No, this is the the TV show, which is another great show I recommend on Stars. Oh gosh, uh, Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> and she got naked quite a bit in uh, Lucy Lawless. Got naked quite a bit in Spartacus. Did she really? She did. Very nice breast. When I interviewed her, I asked her. She never. She said she had a Merkin, but didn't get to use it. She didn't go, she, she didn't go full frontal. Oh. Oh. She said, yeah, I had a Merkin in my dress. Oh, KG in O-Town, he's got to get a prize. He said, Merkin reference coming. <laughs> well, God, yeah. How did he know that? That's very Stedman-esque. Told, I've told the story before, and I'm sure he knew I was going to tell it again. <laughs> Read me like a book. Yeah, that's why you're an employee. Full time, apparently. Yeah. But how many guys would interview Lucy Lawless and ask about a Merkin? Probably none. Only that's the right. best. That's right. Only the, only the best. To do that. You, Ted Koppel. Uh, Ted Koppel. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Is he still alive? I don't know. I, I, he never shows up anywhere, does he? He was no, I don't amazing. Watch he had the worst toupee ever. That was, I don't think it was a toupee. Oh, yes, it had to be. I don't know. I think it was just a big, gorgeous, thick, tough to bear. <laughs> He's still, still alive. 83. <laughs> I saw a picture of Marlo Thomas and what's his name who did the talk show? Phil Donna, Donahue. Phil Donahue. Yeah. At dinner, she says... We went to a matinee for a date night. She still looks fabulous. He's obviously not getting any work done, and she did. Oh, she's had so much work done, you wouldn't recognize her. Yeah. The last time I saw her in some Hallmark movie or something, I said, no, who was that? It was Marlo <laughs> Thomas. Really? <laughs> Please, yeah. cut his mic! Cut his mic! How many times are we going to hear this Lucy Lawless Merkin story? That's from Big Tough. <laughs> you tell the Lucy Lawless Merkin story a lot. I don't even know if I remember I think it. I've mentioned it once or twice, but that's all it takes. People have a memory, <laughs> like elephants. Tell it again. Fifteen years ago, you <laughs> told it. Ah, we hear it again. You want to see her naked? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. A lot to work with for the Sign Air Heating and Cooling email today, which comes your way at 945 the morning after. Uh, at InsideSTL.com, Buck Swope commanding lead, so commanding he's already won the month of May. Tunnels 12,000, JV golf coach, and Uncle Nuggets all with two wins. Keep an eye on that Uncle Nuggets for the month of June, though. Yeah. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Feed email in. When he emails uh, in, he wins. He's very good. He's very dangerous. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. We uh, said temperatures in the 90s this week, so it is time to get your air conditioning tuned up. If you haven't, do so by going to DesignAirService.com. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug is a client. I'm a client. Say, friends, why don't you become a client as well? It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at DesignAirService.com. Jackson, could you tell the people about Mark Hanna, oh, if you the could, great you communicator? 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's exactly what he is, Tim. He is the nope. great communicator. Nope. When I think of nope. great communication, I think of Mark Hanna. And I know that because I work with him personally. I work, you know, he helps me with my finances. And that's truly one of the best decisions I've ever made, is working with someone like Mark Hanna. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there with wisdom and knowledge, and that's great, you know. And people like that can help you. And Mark certainly has all that wisdom and knowledge. But it's the way he conveys that to his clients 
that I think separates him. You know, the way that if I get on the phone with Mark, I'm concerned I have some change in my life and I need to make an adjustment immediately. I know if I get on the phone with Mark Hanna, I'm going to feel a lot more confident, a lot better about my situation when I get off that phone than when I get on the call because I know Mark has all that wisdom and knowledge and will be able to convey that to me. That's why I work with Mark Hanna, and that's exactly why you should work with Mark Hanna. 314 or go online at evergreenstl.com. And James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, who is my insurance agent. I would like him to become your insurance agent. Now, 313 five-star reviews at Google for James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He's in Webster Groves. And he is my insurance agent. He is the Plowhawks agent. And, uh, Doug, I'm going to read one of these 313 five-star reviews, and I want the people to think about uh, how passionate you might feel about an insurance agent to go. So you know what? I'm going to give him a five-star review. I switched James Carlton after some bad experiences with the claims process at my previous insurance carrier. I had heard great things from quite a few people, and the hype is real. James and his staff are unbelievable to work with, and I've just been through my first claim through State Farm, and everything went smoothly. Of course, I hope I don't have to go through that again anytime soon, but at least I have peace of mind that if and when I do, it'll be handled in a timely and professional manner. Count me as an extremely happy customer. It's James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. It's 9 o'clock in St. Louis. We close out our appliance discounters. 8 o'clock hour. If you're in the market for an appliance, look no further than appliance discounters. And their 80,000 square foot warehouse full of GE appliances and other major brands ready for delivery. Shop online at theappliancediscounters.com where pricing has been adjusted to beat everybody in the competition. It is appliance discounters online at theappliancediscounters.com. Design air heating and cooling email of the day coming your way. And then a very erotic and sapphic story mm. that was Jackson included in the links today. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, that's coming up next. It's the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Nickel Bulger Studios.